0: Happy Thursday! Today's show is all about country music, mostly from the good old days, as I like to call them. Some guy in Austin and I discuss who we feel are the staples of the music genre, and I know right now that some of you are going to have problems with our choices, so join the club because we both have issues with the other person's choices. That's fine. There are going to be some wonderful artists mentioned, some glaring omissions, and some weird noises in the background thanks to the Houston Astros winning the World Series. Whoop whoop! There's a lot of celebrating going on here, so settle in and join us. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise, and no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 22 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I have some guy in Austin here again, and we are going to talk something that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Some guy, would you like to make the announcement of what we're going to talk about?
1: Well, it, it has to be qualified. First of all, happy Halloween, Lindsay. Happy Halloween. Um, and I've done my research. I know that you usually would bleep out some of my uh, more colorful Halloween jokes I that would. I share every year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you get a witch pregnant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done some research <laughs> Should I say that so you can beep it? Let's do that
0: <laughs> I'm already gonna bleep it
1: <laughs> Yeah, alright uh, So I've got a clean joke I'm going to joke. put
0: that on my podcast It's okay Yes, let me hear your clean joke And then I'll decide <laughs> if it's clean
1: Yeah. Why do skeletons have low self-esteem?
0: Why do skeletons have low self-esteem? I'm not sure, why?
1: Because they have no body to love.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> right up your alley. There you go. That's the cleanest one I got, and I had to look it up online. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On Laffy Taffy. That's great. Yeah, exa-
1: yeah, exactly.
0: That's awesome. Well, I enjoyed that one. Yes, we'll keep that one in there. The other one yep. totally bleeped. Yeah.
1: Yep. And so today's topic, I'm very excited Real with a capital R country music. Amen. And, and I'm hoping that we will distinguish between the current state of what is called country music mm-hmm. and what you and I grew up on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, country music currently you can't see us, but we're using air quotes around country music. But why don't you? Let's start. Let's start out with that. Why don't you give me your opinion on what you think real country music is—the one that you and I grew up, which is different from current country music, which is what they're playing on the radio and satellite.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I think the difference between the people I listened to and so actually currently listen to um, and listen to growing up is there was an authenticity to the music. In other words, they played their own instruments mm-hmm. and they actually wrote songs about stuff they experienced as opposed to having some dude write about back roads and mailing it to Nashville for them to listen to. Okay. So that that's number one. All right. Um, number two, we can get into the whole Austin, Texas, you know, outlaw country thing, but um, there's your traditional, you know, and we'll talk about my top five, your traditional artists that um, were in a niche. I mean, those guys were very, it was a very regionally based thing. Um, you had the Grand Ole Opry and it, it mm-hmm. didn't reach our country. And they used to call it country and Western. And uh, the, Big joke. Uh, remember remember the Blues Brothers, the, mm-hmm. the movie? You probably remember that when they said, um, uh, what kind of music do you do? And they said, we do country and western. We do both kinds.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I
1: thought it was funny. I never <laughs> understood country and western. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it used to be called. And then now it's just this massive marketing Taylor Swift, Jason Aldi nonsense mm-hmm. that we can talk about. So,
0: I pretty much say if any part of your body is bedazzled – Bedazzlement rhinestones on the pocket of your jeans. On your
1: jeans, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Or 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 one of those leather bracelets. Mm -hmm. Like, what's that for?
0: (laughs) To show that you're country and western.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't. Uh
0: Um. I I also am cautious when I see somebody with the crunchy cowboy hat. I'm very cautious.
1: Now, yeah, a little tip for people who come to Texas. Now, you go into any convenience store, and there's a whole rack there, yep. usually, of the Crunchy Cowboy Hats. Um, if you buy that, you will look like a German tourist, mm-hmm. and you don't want to wear that because everyone will know that you're an idiot.
0: Tell, tell the people what the rule is for a cowboy hat.
1: Uh, as far as straw versus... Yes. Girl, so, straw... Um, would be worn only in the warmer times during the summer. And then come around rodeo times, Texas is a hot, you know, till October, November. But, you know, kind of fall time, you wear your felt hat, which would be black, um, would be tan, or would be brown. And the felt hat comes out in the wintertime or to formal events where you're wearing actually a jacket and, mm-hmm. you know, think Clint Black.
0: Tell the people about boots and the proper... Attire with you know jeans in your boots. Are you gonna wear Levi jeans with your cowboy boots?
1: You can wear Levi's, but they have to fit right.
0: And how do they fit right? What does that mean?
1: Well, if you if you wear jeans, your first of all, your your cuff has to be wide enough mm-hmm. to cover your most of your heel all the way down to where the wood heel starts. Mm-hmm. And then most of the top of the foot, and you have to have what's called a full break, meaning that the, the jean actually has to rest on top of the boots. The skinny jeans don't work with no. boots. I see that all the time. It's just <laughs> nonsense. And then, like, bell-bottom jeans look ridiculous, Mm-mm. too. You have to have a boot-cut jean that that sits lightly with a full break, you know, which means that the the cuff – Uh, the bottom of the cuff sits on the the boot and you can walk without it like moving up and down.
0: Right. And, and also too, which this is just logical from the information you just provided, you are going to have a different pair of jeans that you wear with your boots versus what you wear with not your boots.
1: Okay. I never not wear boots. (laughs) Right. You're not a great um,
0: one to ask, but
1: but otherwise they
0: would be too long and they would Gather at yeah, the
1: end. You look like you're wearing your brother's, mm-hmm. your older brother's jeans. But right. yeah, so you definitely have a boot, boot pair of jeans or pairs of jeans. Um, Wranglers are good, you know, if mm-hmm. if you're into that thing. But if you want more stylish, like Lucky Jeans makes a good boot cut thing that that sits well. And uh, you know, you just got and, and you know who else makes a good one? I was surprised. The Gap actually. They're 19, what are they called? 1969 or whatever. Hmm. Boot cut. Those actually are all of this
0: surprises me so much that I'm a little bit in shock that you are saying wear Gap jeans and Lucky jeans. That's shocking me.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I I'm a stylish guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where I come from, which is East Texas, your choices Uh are Wrangler and Cinch, and that's it because you go to C and C Western Wear, and that's what they have.
1: Well, I have, I like cinch actually, but they started, um, I guess over the past few years, I, I wore cinches for years and then, uh, which is C-I-N-C-H by the way. Mm-hmm. And I wore those for years and, um, they now went to like all kinds of different cuts, you know, like, like the slim and the thin, all that. And I just, I can't find one that I like. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tall and I have long legs and a thin waist. And so it's mm-hmm. always been a challenge to get a good-fitting, you know, pair of jeans.
0: Bragger. I'm tall. <laughs> I'm thin. These long no, legs.
1: Uh, yeah, I modeled no,
0: as a child. It was great. You're not balding.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have the strength of 10 men, too, did I tell you that. <laughs>
0: You're just like Jamie, which, but yeah. well, I'm like not gonna Brad that. Pitt
1: in that movie where he was the gladiator. Remember where he was? What was that movie where he was like Troy? the gladiator or whatever?
0: Brad Pitt.
1: Yeah, remember he you was know, walking. He was he was like Achilles or something. Oh what yeah, movie? Troy. <laughs> Troy, there you go. <laughs> I'm like Don't be Brad, Brad Pitt Pitt yet. Pick boots. another
0: one. Pick somebody else you want to be. Pick somebody else. Channing Tatum. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and Magic Mike, right. Exactly. Okay. One, one last thing. Thoughts on belts with jeans and boots. So
1: it's situational in Texas, right? Like right now, um, I, I'm wearing a, a, a buddy, a very close friend of mine who actually won a national bull riding championship, gave me a... Medium-sized belt buckle, which is silver, with a gold um, cowboy riding a bull on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I can get away with that anywhere, you know, in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for more formal events, you know, if you've earned the belt buckle, let's let's make that key. Yeah, key. yeah. If you actually are a cowboy or you show bulls or you ride horses or you're a bronc rider or whatever, and you've actually won a belt buckle, they're usually like these <laughs> WWE-looking... Mm-hmm. Huge size thing. Dinner plate, yep. If you are going to wear one of those, it better have your name on it mm-hmm. and say that you're a champion of something. Otherwise, you look like... That's right. This goes without saying, should match your boots.
0: Yes. I agree 100%. And it should not be braided.
1: Nor should it have an inordinate <laughs> amount of rhinestones no. on it.
0: <laughs> Zero rhinestones. How <laughs> yeah. do you feel about your name on the back of your belt?
1: You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, I did have a belt. My brother and I both had belts with our names on it. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen that in a long time. I did see a dude um, that looked pretty ragged with, um, it was like Clint or Cody or, you know, they're all named like Clint or Cody or whatever, mm-hmm. but it had that. On. I haven't seen that in a long time. But, okay. you know, leather craft, you know, it's always hand done. It looks nice.
0: Yeah, feels it does feel younger
1: i was at um the austin no the houston rodeo and they had this outdoor uh boot shining station mm-hmm. and uh i sat up there and i'm getting my boot shined and these two like <laughs> deer park you know pasadena like chicks with the uh super tight rocky mountain jeans mm-hmm. and just in mean, trashy uh walked by and they both stopped and one of them looked up because at me I and goes be a cowboy,
0: baby, with
1: That <laughs> oh. was the dirtiest thing I ever heard <laughs> out of a, a cowgirl's mouth
0: you agree, bring up a great point with uh, the Rocky Mountains because we're going we can get into the ladies apparel too all the live long day but growing up
1: love the rocky mountains man i just and it's a shame they're out of style <laughs> i
0: was just about to say i bet you love the rocky mountains because they, they left little to the imagination
1: well they, they make listen they make a a a, a poor butt look nice mm-hmm. and a great butt look phenomenal mm-hmm. at, number two they came in all different colors yellow and green mm-hmm. and Oh, and and the girls would wear all of them, and mm-hmm. uh, and then um, they—I I don't remember. Do they actually have pockets in the front? Heck they didn't no. Have the uh-uh. Yeah, they, they were basically
0: back. painted on, and you had to lay down and have your friend yep. zip them up for you because they were <laughs> so tight. Yeah, and then you you'd wear them with your ropers. <laughs>
1: That's right, ropers, and, and you couldn't fit a uh, your driver's license nope. if they did have a pocket. You had to pocket. tuck that
0: in your bra. You had to tuck <laughs> that right there in your bra, or you put it in your boot. And the the thing about ropers were they were, I remember them being expensive. They probably weren't, but we were only allowed to have one pair. We had, my sister and I were pretty much the same. We could share clothes. You know, I was old enough to be wearing the Rocky Mountains I did not mm-hmm. love the Rocky Mountains, and so I opted out of the Rocky Mountains because I, saw, I thought they were so tight. And my sister and I, and then a couple of girls I was friends with, they we all wore the same size, so everybody just rotated their ring, uh, their ropers, and their um, Rocky, Mountains Rocky Mountains back and forth. And I I remember this vividly; It seared in my brain. My sister had hot pink ropers.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Hot pink ropers that she wore. So did I. (laughs) (laughs) That she wore with turquoise Rocky Mountains. And her shirt was something like black with turquoise piping or something like that. And she thought she, and Jamie had the biggest hair that you could ever have in the 80s and 90s. And she was
1: great. I think you misspoke. She had hot pink Rocky Mountains with turquoise ropers.
0: No, flip that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, tur- turquoise. Oh, wow. That's quite a look. I
0: know. <laughs> I know. What color but,
1: lipstick? I sorry. guarantee it was hot that frosty oh, pink. Oh, hot stuff. pink. And
0: her hair yeah. is so big. And Jamie knew how to dance. And, man, people just beelined for her.
1: It was great. And there, there were two places where those – because you couldn't – that was one of those things. Like, you, you couldn't take it out of context and have it look good. Like, you couldn't get away with Rocky Mountains at the mall the next day, right? No, you had no, a, no. You'd either be at the honky-tonk. <laughs> right. Or at the Denny's at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know, those are the only places <laughs> where those look. And then you couldn't eat too much at the Denny's because those things are a little tight. You know, yeah. you you'd
0: oh my gosh. take them
1: off be like uh, opening up a can of biscuits yeah, no. when you got home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> my sister would go, Help me take these off. And <laughs> you know, she's laid on the bed and I'm pulling a leg and, you know, having to wiggle right out of them. It was miserable. But this was also, I just remembered this too. This was also the time that um, Garth Brooks kind of came onto the scene, and you know and he ruined did that. country
1: music forever No, he did yeah. not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight <laughs> yeah. you on that
0: one. But he wore those geometric shirts, you know, yeah. with his uh-huh. tight ringers. Four, four
1: panel. It's called four panel. Yeah, the
0: four paneling thing. So then the dudes were wearing four paneling Garth Brooks shirts, and the girls were in Rocky Mountains and their bright colors, and it was just, it was just a sight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to get into our country singers, so. Well, we'll just go back and forth. You're doing guys. I'm doing ladies. And the reason why yep. I'm doing ladies is because I couldn't pick. I couldn't narrow the guys down. So I, I, I tossed that time, to you. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you did. I'm sure you did. I'm eager to hear who your first one is.
1: My first one, um, again, in no particular order, would be Whalen Jennings. Of course. And uh, if you recall, he was the voice of the Dukes of Hazard and also mm-hmm. sang the, the – um, Theme song. Theme song uh, yes. He also had some songs on the Smoking the Bandit, which might be the best movie ever made after all of the John Travolta movies we talked about. <laughs> um, but Whalen was sort of an outlaw guy. He was a dirt bag, and one uh, of one of the one of the, uh, the trivia things that, that many people may not know. Did you know that Whalen Jennings played bass for Buddy Holly? And was played bass the night that Buddy Holly died on that mm. plane crash. And do mm-hmm. you know what the last thing Whalen Jennings said to Buddy Holly was? Oh, gosh, what? I hope you die in a plane crash. Oh, gosh. And he felt guilty about it for years. He talked about it a lot. But he was his bass player in his band, and they were joking around on the tarmac trying to figure mm-hmm. out who got on the plane. And he said, I hope you freeze to death in your bus.
0: Mm. And he
1: said, to Buddy Holly, I hope your plane crashes. And that Ugh. was the last thing he said is that terrible?
0: That's terrible.
1: But Waylon Jennings is just uh, one of those guys. I mean, great songwriter and, um, you know, genuine dude. And um, that's another qualification, by the way. you got to write your songs and play your own instruments. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To mm. Be Cowboys. Yep.
0: Uh,
1: Good-Hearted Woman.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you sure Hank would have done it this way?
0: That's the song I was thinking of. That one? Yep. Yeah. Lord, it's the same old tune, fiddling
1: guitar. We're and then uh, The Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line that's one of my favorites
0: <laughs> uh,
1: and then uh, Amanda of course the ballad which yes. did, which is and that awesome. was uh, that was on the uh, the outlaw of country music where you know Willie Nelson moved to Austin and mm-hmm. he, they sort of picked him up in Nashville and Waylon and Chris Christopherson and all those guys started what was called the outlaw country music and that Mm -hmm. that's what hank would have done it this way that's what that song is about is their their music's different do you think hank senior would have done it that way which brings me to my next choice okay hank Williams senior
0: all right senior over junior
1: well yeah um Mm -hmm. not not from my childhood you know i spent a lot of time sitting on a tailgate um listening to bo cephas um we did but uh, Hank Sr., as far as country music is concerned, is you know, sort of sacrosanct, and he was the dude. But you know what's really crazy? Do you know how old he was when he died?
0: Oh, so young. Like 30-something? 20 no, 29. 29. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: And uh, just the volume of stuff he put out, considering the life he lived, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And that stuff, you know, it's timeless. A lot of people cover it. And, uh, you know, when you hear my bucket's got a hole in it or mm-hmm. you hear, you Are know— you that's right, uh, or Jambalaya, mm-hmm. or Elijah, or any of those. I mean, they're those are all. They all hold up after, you know, however many years. And mm-hmm. so he, he would definitely be one of my top five.
0: That's awesome. I like uh, Love Sick Blues too. That's a good. One.
1: Yep. Well, you know, his his grandson Hank the mm-hmm. Third. Uh, I've seen him a bunch, but when he first got popular back in, oh shoot, it was like late 90s or whatever. And I was, I lived in Houston. And do you remember that place? What's that place on the side of 59, Firehouse? Do you remember that yep, place?
0: Firehouse Saloon.
1: So I went there to see him and I was like probably first or second row. I was right in front of him. And you know, it's just this all honky-tonk. It wasn't that big, you know, it was a few hundred people. And he got out on stage and he was a, and I'm not exaggerating, I mean a dead ringer for his grandfather. He looked exactly like him. And it was it was sort of shocking because he, you know, did a few of his uh, songs and it was it was pretty cool to, to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had like these old nudie boots, you know, all taped up with duct tape. and you know, <laughs> He wasn't as classy as his grandfather, but um oh, so he he uh, but Hank Sr. would definitely be my second pick. Um third pick? Yep the Hag, Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. So and good. Possibly um of all the people on that I'm gonna mention today, I would say I probably listened to him the most. Why is that? Um, just because I like his voice and I think he's a incredible songwriter and um I'm gonna name drop here, but um one of my friends, um, his name is Red Volkert, and he plays a show on, at the Continental Club. Red played guitar for Merle Haggard for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we get Red a couple glasses of wine, which is what he drinks, um, and he'll start telling you stories. And so I feel like, you know, whenever I listen to Merle Haggard, after hearing those stories, I, not that I have mm-hmm. a connection with them, but I kind of know. You hear it different. Yeah, because yeah. I had played for him for 15 years and, and all that. So, yeah, but but I just, I mean, he um, he's just one of those guys. I mean, great, great freaking songwriter. And um, there's there's a certain, that stuff is so stripped down, you know, and, and so um, it, it's just really about the instrument and the lyrics and the voice. You know, there's mm-hmm. no, it's not overproduced like that nonsense we're getting ready to talk about. <laughs> um, and. You know, it's good. I mean, you're talking about songs like Mama Tried, you know, yeah. um, Oki from Muskogee. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that whole Bakersfield sound, um, it was really Merle Haggard and Buck Owens. And mm. uh, they put Bakersfield on the map. Not that Bakersfield, if you've ever been to Bakersfield, it's not really on the map. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> but, you know, for purposes of knowing there's a Bakersfield, California, uh, yeah. there wouldn't be one if it wasn't for Buck Owens and, and Merle Haggard. But um, so two of the my favorite Uh, uh, Merle Haggard songs And country songs of all time I Think I'll Just Stay Here and Drink Was one of my favorites And then um, Tonight the Bottle Let Me Down Tonight the bottle Let me down I could go on. I mean, there's so many great Merle Haggard songs that, that I love, but um, I
0: like Misery and Gin. My <laughs> nice. mama, my mama introduced me to that one. And uh Silver Wings. Those are yep. my two uh, favorite Merles.
1: Yeah, but so, you know, we're talking about how this differentiates. Like I said, you know, you you believe him when you hear him sing. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's true with, with all these guys. Uh it's not true with like, you know, Kenny Chesney singing about spring break or whatever the hell, <laughs> hell he sings about. <laughs> The um, Yahoo
0: in the floorboard of
1: his yeah. <laughs>
0: Jeep. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh.
0: I, I mean, Kenny Chesney's fine, but it's just not the same. It's pop country. No, it's, it's just it's pop.
1: Terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, yep. And then uh, so that's that's uh, three out of three out of five, right? Okay. Yep. So now here's one that you're not going to expect. Oh dear. I'm telling you, this yes. is—he might be the greatest of all time in this genre. And also in another genre, and I'm gonna throw it out there oh. and I will support this.
0: Hold on, let me I'm gonna I'm gonna think for just a minute. Oh, are you gonna say Elvis? Nope. Okay, go for it. I'm ready.
1: All right. So again, people most people don't think of this guy as a country artist, but he's one of the greatest country artists of all time, if not the second greatest. I'll tell you who the greatest is in a second. Jerry Lee Lewis. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Freaking amazing, even when he was in his 70s, which I saw him probably 10 years ago or whatever, um, and I've seen him a couple times since, I mean, the guy shines like gold when he mm-hmm. plays the piano, I mean, it's just amazing, and he's he's still got his voice, but, you know, everyone thinks of, like, Great Balls of Fire, a whole lot of shaking going on, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it crazy arms what made milwaukee famous uh you win again um you know i mean he's just got so uh, middle-aged crazy 39 and holding (laughs) um i'm trying to think um uh what's that one song uh my life would make a great country song do you know that song i mean it's one of the most classic voices um you know grew up faraday louisiana you know his cousins mickey lee gilly and Mm. jerry lee swagger you know Mm -hmm. he grew up jimmy lee swagger grew, grew up with them and um but yeah he's if, if you haven't listened to jerry lee lewis country music just pull him up and you'll be addicted but most people don't think of him that way and i no. think he's pretty bitter about oh, i <laughs> yeah. bet he is <laughs> throw, 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 throw on some uh, jerry lee and you'll be you'll be uh, you'll be converted
0: Okay, that's a good one. I was not expecting Mm -hmm. that. You're right.
1: These guys can write a drinking song, and you got to have a drinking and a Mm cheating song Mm -hmm. in my mind in order to be a great country artist.
0: Mm -hmm. And feel it. You got to feel it. I know who your greatest of all time is.
1: I'm sure you do. Go Mm -hmm. ahead and say it for me
0: Georgia Jones. That's right. There's Mm -hmm. nobody
1: better. At drinking and sad songs sad country mm-hmm. songs than george jones there's nobody i mean nobody that lived the lifestyle and wrote the songs better than george jones and mm-hmm. I, I you know his nickname was the possum and anyone mm-hmm. that's ever seen a possum in a tree knows why because he looked just like a possum
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your and favorite my, george jones songs?
1: oh my god i could go on forever um Picture uh well first of all he stopped loving her today might be the greatest country song mm-hmm. ever written. He stopped loving her today. It plays to reap upon his door, and soon they'll carry him away. He stopped loving her. I would say She Thinks I Still Care is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Picture Me Without You. Got so many good, sad, sad songs, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right left hand.
0: And, I like the right left hand. Yep,
1: right left hand. Um, I'm wine
0: big... colored roses. <laughs> we could go on forever,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, George Jones, I think, might be the greatest of all time.
0: He's the king. He's the king. Okay, tell me your honorable mentions because there's some – glaring omissions from your list.
1: I, uh, okay, so uh, the first one, you're probably thinking I was Willie Nelson. Yes. That was a hard one for me to I leave out. I was
0: wondering. I was he wrote, wondering.
1: Okay. Right. He wrote Crazy, which of course Patsy Cline made famous and mm-hmm. um, wrote a million other things. And he's a big Austin guy and he was the, basically the founder of the Outlaw Country Music. He was he was hard to leave off, but um, mm-hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think my top five are solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny Cash, which... Mm-hmm. I hate to say this too loud, but no, no. Austin, I think he's overrated. Mm. Um was certainly a guy that put that music on the map and, um, you know, was was a, has some great country songs. I just didn't, I never thought he was a great singer. He just had thought, a
0: different sound, and I think that's what right. people gravitated to.
1: And, and it was very, you know, I'm a big music guy, and so, you know, as far as, The music itself, very folky and just, you Mm -hmm. know, it wasn't super complicated. It just was what it was. His voice carried most of that stuff. And I never thought he was a tremendous songwriter, but I like Johnny Cash. Uh, Porter Wagner, Mm -hmm. purely because um, he started Dolly Parton's career, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, the rhinestone nudie suits were, Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody wore wore a rhinestone suit with with a wagon wheel on it like Porter Wagner.
0: No, they didn't. And they shouldn't after him
1: um buck owens is another one that absolutely i'm a huge buck owens fan um love him a lot david allen co is one of my favorites jr we already talked about him um whiskey benton hellbound Mm -hmm. is one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and then um and everybody knows him
0: from nfl football now monday night football
1: if yeah, they're not um, a country music fan. Um Don Williams just passed away.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. The Gentle yep. Giant. I love him so much.
1: Yep. I do, too. Um, so T, Ernest Tubb.
0: Ernest Tubb. So many. And,
1: and then finally, Conway Twitty. You've got to
0: yes. go.
1: <laughs> so oh, that's
0: my list. Conway. It was hard to narrow down. The thing that's weird, though is there um George Strait is not been mentioned, nor Garth Brooks.
1: Okay, so Garth Brooks ruined country music for everybody. I
0: rebuke that statement completely.
1: Okay, so I don't hate Garth Brooks, Mm -hmm. but you know, the fact is is that country music was doing just fine. And then he came along and figured out, you know, a lot of people in the music industry figured out they can make a billion dollars at it. And so to me he's the linchpin you know, or the cork in the bottle, or whatever you want to say. He's the guy that started everything we have today, and so I resent him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, Garth Brooks is fine. Um, George Strait is not on the list because yeah. he doesn't write his own songs.
0: And you, you omit him completely because of that
1: he's got 60 number one hits he's not going to be upset he's not on my list okay yeah. he's number one but number d- i've seen him several times actually did i ever tell you when i met him and you, you couldn't look at him yeah. or you know you had to <laughs> shake his hand on yeah, it was the same john Gold thing.
0: do not make but, eye uh, contact yeah you,
1: can't, you had to just say hi george nice to meet you that, that was that was it and uh you couldn't make eye contact because you know i'm 6'1 and i was looking down at his cowboy hat mm. yeah um, but uh so I like George Strait, but he, he didn't write any of his songs. And so I think that's, to me, is automatic disqualification, even mm-hmm. though he's, you know, obviously done well and he arranges them and stuff. I mean, he's not a, not a talented guy. Um, the other guy I wanted to bring an honorable mention, though, um, is Dwight Yoakam.
0: Mm-hmm. You like Dwight.
1: And then I know we're going to get to the women, but I have a few um, guys that didn't make the list and I can tell you why. Okay. So... Um, I, I told you about my friend Red Volkert. He's kind of a guitars player, a guitar player's guitar player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so he's relatively famous in the guitar world. And so like when South By is in town, South By Southwest or um, Austin City Limits, people will, li- like famous people, will literally stop by the Continental Club. But Brad Paisley stops by every single year because he loves Red Volkert. And so he'll, he'll show up and they'll play, you know, five or six songs on a Saturday afternoon. I asked Red one time, uh, who do you think, you know, the greatest guitar players ever are. And Mm -hmm. he said, without hesitating, Eddie Van Halen Mm -hmm. and Brad Mm Paisley. And, uh, I said, why? And he kind of explained to me why I'm not a guitar player, but, but, um, to get that kind of compliment from a guy that's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's huge. But, uh, and so I said to him, I said, well, um, wow, I don't really listen to Brad Faisley. Where can I, what album can I buy? And he goes, none of that's on his albums. <laughs> Which is not on the list. I mean, he's a great songwriter, but he's really commercial. Yeah. And he's a really talented musician, but he's just ruining it with these stupid songs about, you know, being on the internet and all mm-hmm. that crap that he records. is terrible.
0: His his earlier ones, though, didn't get into that very much. Well, the
1: with the, where the, the he finds the purse or whatever. I can't remember mm-hmm. what the name of that song. That yeah, I mean, so he's a good he's a good song, really talented songwriter, but he's just he's gone way commercial, and I don't really enjoy that. Yeah, Um, Keith Urban, same thing. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. Australian, so he just shouldn't count, but um, (laughs) he's a great guitar player too. Another one of those guys that just goes real commercial, but he's got a few songs I like, that Blackbird song and uh, he's got, but he's not real country to me. Um, Here's one that was really hard to leave off the list: Alan Jackson. I'll tell you why, because he's one of those guys that came along on the Garth Brooks sort mm-hmm. of way. George Strait, He was yeah. mm-hmm. he was a little before, right? And he mm-hmm. he was a little before. And he was a he's a really great songwriter, and he's got some really really great songs. But he's also got a lot of crap, right? Um, and I can't pass the white cowboy hat with the mullet either. Right, I'm right, never right. gonna pass that. Um, so I think he's a great songwriter and uh, good musician, but I just I didn't include him on the list. Um, Joe Nichols, who is completely underrated. Yep. I mean, one of the, uh, he's great. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. And then one guy who I think is going to save, um, real country music is Chris Stapleton.
0: Yes. Uh, he can stay Amen. the course. Man.
1: And he's just been one of those Nashville songwriter guys that just has made a living writing songs for these idiots that can't write their own music in Nashville, Um, and had a side gig and finally got, you know, an album deal or whatever, but, um, I think he's great.
0: So if you had to tell, if somebody asked you today, Hey, I want to listen to country music on the radio or on Sirius XM or buy something on iTunes or Apple music, whatever, who would you say to go to that you're confident in it being as close to country music as you can get?
1: Again, I think Chris Stapleton is. That's what I was thinking too. First and second album are fantastic.
0: All right. Well, you know who um, helped encourage Chris Stapleton to get out there and do his own stuff, don't you?
1: If you're going to say Justin Timberlake, I I am going to say Justin Timberlake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite moments from the CMA Music Awards Ah, is. Chris Stapleton and Justin Timberlake, and Chris Stapleton's wife, who also needs to get a very big, huge shout out because their melody and blending together, their harmony is so good. Uh, But when they sang Tennessee Whiskey, Tennessee Whiskey. so good it had what I loved about it now I know Timberlake is up there uh, but I think Timberlake appreciates good country music too but so Stapleton's up there and he's not new per se but he is on the scene that's why he's at the CMAs to begin with and so he's up there with Timberlake so people are kind of paying attention anyway and he just starts singing and everybody in the front, second, third row, their mouths just drop open and they are mesmerized by what's going on on the stage. And that's, that's special when you can get all the people. Yeah, because to... he's
1: not on auto-tune. Okay. All right, so let we're going to talk about the women now?
0: We're going to talk about the women now. I don't, don't right. want to hear any of your lip either on my list.
1: No, look, I, I, I'm probably not going to agree with all of them, but I probably agree with the majority of them. Um, I have already so. Let, let's hear it. Number number is this in any particular order? By the way,
0: it's. Um, I'm gonna say yes. It is in a particular okay. order. This is in a particular order from um, love in my heart, I guess. And my first one is uh, Reba McIntyre, who I think is phenomenal, amazing lover. I think why I put her first is because whenever I'm listing all of the songs I love, it's just one after another after another after another after another, and she, it, you know how you have those quintessential moments in your life where you can think back and you know exactly what was happening in your life and you know exactly how you felt and how things smelled and how things looked. She is, yep. she is related to one of those memories and it was probably, this is going to sound so crazy, but it was, I was having a hard time in life in general and her rumor has it see, <laughs> cassette yeah. tape came out and I wore that sucker out. I don't know why I, I thought she was singing directly to me, but I was confident. And so I got that tape for Christmas, I think, and um, that just solidified. And Reba had been around for a little bit, and I knew her, but that entire tape, I listened to it. It was one of the first times you listen to every single song, and you just keep flipping it back and forth and back and forth, and you know every word to every song. So um, Reba McIntyre, she I saw her at the rodeo and she's one of those people where people get ticked off at the rodeo because she doesn't sing their favorite song. And that is a great problem to have because, like George Strait, she has about 50 or 60 from which to choose, and she can't sing them all in her 30-minute set at the rodeo. So she medleys, and people get so mad that she medleys her songs but um of course, I of course loved it. And what's the one song she's gonna sing no matter what? You know what
1: fancy. It is. She said a here she one chance, fancy, don't let me down. She said a here she one chance, fancy, don't let me down.
0: And I have never heard an entire arena get on board with a song more than fancy. <laughs> fancy. And that is so all, he- you know, cowboy country western listening folk who are screaming you might have been born just plain white trash at the top of their <laughs> the lungs fancy and was it was my name. oh it was so, wonderful did, me, i had no you, idea that was about her mama pimping her out either
1: when do you think her last good album was
0: it's been a while
1: okay fair enough i'll give you that because that's my problem now she's yeah. i think she just been around too long not, not too long she just at a certain point You know, the magic's gone. She should stick Mm -hmm. with her set.
0: I like her um, singing with Linda Davis all the Live Long Day. Uh, Whenever they sing Does He Love You. In fact, I sang a duet with my friend Jill. I was the Linda Davis part. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's on video somewhere. We did it when we worked at Disney World. Boom!
1: It's but mm-hmm. yeah, so I'll I'll agree with that. I mean, she's got some some great songs, and she's handled herself well. You know, she hasn't been divorced eight times. She hasn't you know gained weight, lost weight, mm-hmm. had a drug problem or anything. She's she's been really consistent. And let's face it, she's marketed herself well. Television she shows. She seems nice. She seems like a nice person too. Yes, yeah, and agree. she
0: also is well respected in the community. You I mean, in the country music world, you can see people love her and revere her. Mm-hmm. Um, my second one is Dolly Parton. Um, uh, that would
1: be my first of all time, she, best voice ever. Mm-hmm.
0: She probably, she probably would have been first had it not been for the Rumor Has It cassette. But Dolly Parton was one that's been in my life all the time, and we have we sing her songs all the time. Probably because of her Christmas album with Kenny Rogers is my best memory of Dolly Parton. But we also sang Jolene and. Two doors down, and why'd you come in here looking like that, and rocking chairs and rocking babies? We sang that our uh, we just sang, coat of many, in my colors, family. Coat of 90, many colors, all of that. Nine and, to five, uh, nine to five was great one of movie. The, the, my favorite movies, whenever yep. in the 80s, I just loved it, and I loved her and Steel Magnolias too. But this is about country music. I think that, um, I truly loved Dolly Parton and thought she was great, and knew she was talented, and knew she'd been around forever, and then I went and saw her in concert, and she elevated, in my mind, yeah, 20 songs because yep, the She woman, can hold the
1: audience. She's oh great. She's funny. Yep.
0: She is so funny. She um, is self-deprecating in the coolest way possible, but what I just kept Thinking This is crazy is that she kept picking up another instrument and playing it and then picked up another instrument and then sat down at an instrument because her, her band consisted of two dudes. And I thought, where, where are all the people? But of course, these two dudes have been with her since 1968 or something. And, and, and she would go and sit down at the piano and play it. And then she would go and play the fiddle and. It's crazy. My third one is a a duo. It's a mother daughter duo, the judge. Oh boy,
1: Mama, he's crazy. Oh my
0: gosh, I love them so much. And I you know, I liked Winona when she went off on her own too, but they um they just sound so great and it's another one of those those moments whenever you go to the concert and it changes how you You look at the artists.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the voice is crazy Mm. good, you know,
0: (laughs) exactly like what you hear out of your speaker. Exactly. One of Naomi's favorite jokes in their, in their tour, it, it, she, she would say, now I know a lot of y'all are thinking, boy, doesn't Wynonna look like Elvis. (laughs) And then she'd just step away from the microphone, and she wouldn't say, that is a rumor, and I'm denying it, but she'd just step away and look and just smile, and why not? And we'd go, Mama, like that, and she'd go, I don't know, and they would just, they had this banter, and um, it was, I mean, it was their love can build a bridge to her, (laughs) and it was I mean, they built it. They built it between their heart and mine, and it was wonderful. And my friend Ann to this day says it was her biggest regret not going. Her biggest regret was of Timber- 2011. Was Timberlake
1: involved at all? Was, was Timberlake involved. involved.
0: No. Yeah. But that would have been okay. awesome, too, had he been there. <laughs> it was um, it was really good. I love uh, Rockin' with the Rhythm of the Rain. I love Mama He's Crazy, Give a Little Love. So, have um, mercy. That's a good one. Love is yeah, alive but, is one of my favorite.
1: I'm not there with you on the judge, although I agree with your pick. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yep. It's Just not something I would blare, you know, in my car by myself, and uh, you know, have some reflective thoughts about own it. Well, and,
0: just listen to Young Love and reflect away. Young love,
1: strong. It's a new love. They're going to make it through the hard times. walk off those lines. Yeah, these ties will bind. Young love. You gonna, go. I will reflect today, and then I will text you upon <laughs> <laughs> reflecting.
0: That's awesome. My fourth one is Martina McBride. Because um, I am mesmerized by her range. The moment when I when I respected how she could sing was probably Independence Day, because she never she never goes she never goes and she never changes her octave. She just can belt it from low to high, and that's a very very hard song to sing. Um, and I like I liked that. I also and maybe this is this is kind of halfway cheating, but uh, Martina McBride singing chances are with Bob Seger was one of my all time favorite songs. I think they sound great together. And, um, I like her Christmas album too. I'll be honest. That's one of, that sends me over the edge as well.
1: You're, you're making a fantastic point. I agree with you. I saw, I went to George Straits. Remember that festival thing he had and it was like Tim McGraw and, Mm -hmm. uh, Martina McBride opened up that show Mm -hmm. and it was in, um, at the time was Enron Field. Now it's Minute Maid Park. But we we had the big shot seats because I was with my company and we were on the on the floor. And she came out and I thought, oh, you know, she's very milfy. You know, she's very very attractive and hot and whatever. And she had her little daughters running around stage. And then she went to her set, and she blew the freaking roof mm-hmm. off the place. So, yeah, I totally see what you see she about her. Yeah.
0: She can yep. sing. She can sing. My last one, I have no idea if you're going to agree with or not, but is Miranda Lambert.
1: Oh, gosh, you left so many off. But go ahead and talk about Miranda. I did Miranda.
0: not. You can't, you can't say that. I, you can't say that. I did not. This is my list. Um, okay. Miranda Lambert. Um uh, again, I, I, this is just a theme with me, but I thought she was great until I saw her in concert. And I thought this girl is really, really good. And I appreciate, this is going to sound like we're getting real now, but I appreciate her vulnerability of not giving a crap about what she writes in her songs. Meaning Blake Shelton's going to break her heart into a million little pieces. So she's going to have a whole entire album that talks about him breaking her heart into a million little pieces. And, and people can relate to that as well. But isn't that
1: very Taylor Swift-y? And don't, no, you don't think that's an because,
0: act? Uh, no, I do not think it's an act. I do for Taylor Swift um, because that's her thing now. But I think with Miranda, it's it, it's essentially what country music is all about, is taking your experience and putting it to music. And you can look at her music catalog and see exactly what she was going through in her life. But um, she, I, I prefer, um, I, I prefer her with a little snark. I think she's a great storyteller. I like her "Mama's Broken Heart" and "White Liar" songs. I think those are gunpowder and lead. I think those are great. But where I appreciate her more is when she slows it down and and strips it back a little bit. And um, so I, I like a Miranda Lambert ballad. And one of the ones that I have fallen in love with lately is a song called Tin Man, and it's off one of her later albums.
1: Hey there, Mr. Tin Man You don't know how lucky you are You shouldn't spend your whole life wishing
0: For something bound to fall apart I also like her with the Pistol I think they're you know. hilarious. And, um, so I, f- I feel a sin coming on is one of my favorite songs they do.
1: I, I will go with you, except, okay, say two things. I, I don't disagree with you. I think Kerosene is a great album, and I think Crazy Ex Girlfriend is a great album. Mm-hmm. She sort of lost me after that, which is what's that, 08, 07 ish, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. First two albums are great because I think she had a lot of material. Um, You know, and then, I don't know, she got a little commercial. But I I, I agree with your take.
0: Well, I thank you. I did have some honorable mentions, too, that you'll be happy to Ah, hear Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn are both on those. Loretta
1: Lynn was one I was, I was scandalized Mm -hmm. that she didn't.
0: Yep. And um, one of my favorites, Barbara Mandrell.
1: Yes. Okay. So let's let's talk about the variety show. (laughs) Because I had a bigger crush. And this is how I knew, by the way, that I was more into brunettes than blondes back mm-hmm. in the day.
0: Because you Cause like I like Louise, Louise
1: mm-hmm. more than I did Barbara. Mm-hmm. That's right. Even though Barbara was more famous. Yep. And Barbara Mandrell did exactly what you said um, Dolly Parton did. I mean, yep. she played the steel guitar, pedal steel. hardest mm-hmm. sings a play. Yep. She played the guitar. She played the banjo. She played the fiddle. I mean, and she was great for, you know, 30 minutes. She just ran around stage, you know. Um. And then Erlene uh, God bless her soul. Mm, I
0: know. I We've talked about this. We, our theory is that they turned off her microphone.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, and they didn't plug in her guitar. or didn't plug didn't in she her. She played the something.
0: drums. She played drums, the drums. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Bless it. Poor Earlene. But it's yeah, Okay. I-
1: what about? Um, let's see. Who? Who you said? Loretta Lynn, Barbara Mandrell are the ones that I was hoping you would put on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tammy Wynette. No, Tammy Wynette. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Tammy Wynette's on the list. Absolutely, Good. she is.
1: She's um, the one that was married to George Ritchie. That was married to George right, Jones. Well. Right.
0: Yeah. Um. Lori Morgan's also on my list. Yeah. Okay. Love she killed. Her. She
1: killed Keith Whitley, but that's okay.
0: Hey now. <laughs> 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 She's probably still looking for something in red. Um, Uh Jennifer Nettles (laughs) I think is A talented person But She bugs a little bit She just I think she can sing Well I think she can sing I think she's a great singer But whenever she tries To be funny And entertaining And you know She has a variety show Every Christmas uh, She bugs But I think she's A great singer Um, I think Jodi Messina Is a great singer I liked her first album I have no idea What she's doing now But that I love She has a
1: great voice I agree with that Yeah
0: loved all that. But Carrie Underwood is one that I have found myself in a little bit of hot water before because I've often said whenever she tries, this is, I think she can sing. Let's just get that out there. But where Martina can just belt it out and you are in awe, I feel like Carrie can sometimes reach a note where I just think, are you just trying to do that to show you can reach that note? Because it's almost borderline nails on a chalkboard to me, and, yeah. it, and it bothers me. And when I say that out loud, people look at me like, oh, you need to step back. And there are a lot of songs that she sings that I love, but um, that sometimes she just wants to get so high up there and prove that she can do it, and she stays up there, and I just think, oh, pick a note and then come back down in a...
1: Normal well, because range. it's that's my problem with all that pop country stuff. And so the difference – I think if if you had to um, summarize it, it would be like saying like Britney Spears is the same thing as the Rolling Stones, right? Mm-hmm. That's the difference between pop country and the guys, the people we're talking about. Right. But Carrie Underwood – see, my problem with that, like I agree, she's, she's – um, she can sing like crazy and so can mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. But I just think a lot of their stuff is so overproduced, mm-hmm. you know, it's just they, mm-hmm. they throw in so much exactly junk right. over the song. And then, you know, again, I'm a big I, I'm a big songwriter, you know, lyrics, mm-hmm. instrument guy. And, and when when the music doesn't have that or I feel like they're singing somebody else's song, I just it doesn't mm-hmm. hold the same. Wait for me, which again is why George Strait is not on my list. That's that's the biggest reason. Is yeah. I he's just not. He didn't write his own songs.
0: And it's interesting that you say that because the one song that I love from Carrie Underwood that I will sing over and over and over again and put on any playlist is her at the Grand Ole Opry with Vince Gill playing a guitar, and she's singing "How that's, Great Thou Art," yeah. and and she yeah. makes the people cry in the audience. Yeah. And I thought. Yes, take away all of that just all of the stuff I just don't think is gonna happen. And my my current one right now, the girl that I'm kind of backing is Marin Morris. I think she's got like a her. great voice.
1: Yeah, she's she's good. I you know, you never know with, with the way that whole machine works these days. If mm-hmm. if she lost a recording contract tomorrow, is she gonna still make albums? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I you know, and, and you have to figure out where to find it and so that that's the good thing about Austin. Here's
0: why I think Marin Morris will do that, because she's scrappy. First of all, she's yeah. not gonna let you tell her she can't do it. And then second of all, if you look at her music catalog, she's had I mean, she's had one album. She just had her debut mm-hmm. album. She won Grammy for it in the country music section, which says a lot. But also everybody in their dog wants to duet with Marin.
1: Yeah. And I what thought about, uh, that's
0: that says a lot that everybody wants her to be on their album too.
1: Well, there's another person that's like that. Do you, what do you think of Casey Musgraves?
0: I I think she's talented. I think she's good. I like Maren better.
1: You've actually offended me with one name you haven't brought up.
0: Mm, is it older?
1: Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I've seen her in concert, and uh, she is, uh, I'll give you a hint, Loretta Lynn's sister.
0: Crystal Gale?
1: That's right.
0: Oh, no. You gotta love you some Crystal Gale. Crystal Come Gale on. has like two songs. No.
1: Yes.
0: Her hair is distracting.
1: I thought I love I had a crush on Crystal Gale. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say Sylvia. Uh, no, but she looked just like uh, Pam from Urban Cowboy, I thought. <laughs>
0: She did. (laughs) That's the only reason why she's on your list. It's because she looks like Pam from Urban Cowboy. What would you want what would you want the if you could choose any song to end this podcast where it plays as we speak out and say goodbye to one another, what would it be? Any song? Any country music song.
1: First one that pops in my head is Amarillo Highway by Terry Allen.
0: Let's choose another one. What's the second song that pops into your head right now?
1: I'm going to go with Sing Me Back Home by Maura Haggard.
0: All right. I'll make that happen.
1: The warden led a prisoner down the hallway to his doom, and I stood up.
0: Thank y'all for listening. And if you want to see some of the performances we mentioned on the podcast, you can find them on the show notes or on IHateGreenBeans.com, episode twenty-two. Check us out on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay, and he's at some guy in Austin. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Lindsay Ray. And don't forget to check out the Audible Deal at Audibletrial.com slash I Hate Green Beans. And to are together again, love you mean it, Texas Forever. The song I used to hear Make my old memories
1: Come alive